Good morning and welcome to A Healthier You. I am your host, David Christopher, with my co-host, Vaughn. And this morning, we're going to talk about ways of helping you to be healthier. Good morning, Vaughn. Well, good morning, David. It's so good to be here with you, as always. And it's good to be here with our listeners as well. Thank you for joining us today. What is our topic? Well, on the news last night, I think it was the news last night. It was news yesterday. Somewhere. <laughs> Wherever it was. Um, Germany. Germany. Okay. Germany has decided to implement mask mandates. Oh, yeah. From, uh, what was it, uh, October to March. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what science says. It doesn't matter what it, it ill affects the economy or people's health or anything else. They just decided to implement something that scientists have said doesn't work. Right. And, you know, people can argue, oh, this or that. No, no. The top scientists from the very beginning said that's not a good idea. It wasn't a good idea to uh, quarantine people. It wasn't a good idea to put masks on people. It wasn't a good idea to vaccinate everybody. They were saying right from the get-go, this is not a good idea. And these are people that believe in masks. I mean, they wore masks in surgery and stuff, you know. Um, These are people that believe in vaccines. These are people that uh, believe in their system. And they were saying... All of these are wrong ideas. This is not the way to control an epidemic. They were saying it. This is what the top scientists were saying. <laughs> and then they got a, a whole bunch of them together to, to sign that said, you know, you're doing this wrong. And, and they just made fun of them, you know. They just degraded them. What's going on here? You know, and, and then it's, like, it's starting up again. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people had their eyes opened to what was going on. And they saw that it had nothing to do with health. It had all to do with control, political control. That's what it had to do with. It didn't, didn't have anything to do with people's health. They didn't care, you know, because the science was saying just the opposite. Uh, just, just as for an example with the masks, okay, they've done the studies, and it shows that what they were saying was, oh, there's no downside to masks. There's no carbon dioxide buildup in your masks. They were saying that. Yeah, but there was. And so they did the study. And they had this fine equipment that didn't get in the way of children or you didn't notice it was there or anything, you know, and they put it in their masks because they made these children go to school eight hours a day or six hours a day, you know, with these masks on. I mean, not even doctors do that. You know, they put it on for surgery and they take it off, you know. But at any rate, so they they monitored it. And uh, the EPA says that if um, you have over 2,000 parts per million carbon dioxide in a room, you need to shut it down because it's unhealthy. So we've mentioned it on the program before, but some people may be new. So guess, guess, guess what the number is that they found on these children? What? 6,000 parts per million under those masks. They were collecting CO2 in the parts of 6,000 parts per million, three times what the EPA says is safe. And the N95 masks, guess what they have come out at? Tell me. 25,000 parts per million. And they were telling us, oh, there's no CO2 buildup in the masks. They were lying to us. They were lying bold-faced to us. Who's lying to us? Scientists? Scientists that are paid off, you know, but uh, not the scientists that 
that uh, were there just to tell you the truth. Okay, so so masks. And now Germany has decided, oh, everyone's going to have to wear masks now in public from October to March. That's ridiculous. It is. It looks like Germany hasn't uh, totally shaken off that uh, fascist regime from the 30s, does it? That's true. But what's interesting is now they're, they're going to try to implement that here in the U.S. as well. Well, you, you hear little signs of it. They don't say they're doing it, but they're saying, oh, we need to prepare for this... Uh, COVID outbreak, and they're saying, you know, it, it's now even more infectious than it was before. Yeah, and it's less virulent, too. It's a, it's a new variant they call Eris. And the Eris, uh, that's interesting. What does Eris mean? That's, oh. that's the Greek goddess for um, disorder and chaos. Yeah. That, that's what they call this one, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one doctor is saying, you know, he's advising friends and family to be cautious as you wait for the new um, COVID-19 vaccine, he's begun wearing a mask when he visits crowded indoor places, and he said others hoping to avoid getting sick should do so also. And it's like, hmm, that didn't work before. I don't think it's going to work this time either. You know, and it's interesting that it's like they, the mandate, you know, that you have to have this vaccine, you know, and it's like the president of the United States is up there denigrating anybody that doesn't get the vaccine and saying, it's your fault, you know, this is a, an epidemic of the unvaccinated, you know, and, and it's like, I mean, even Alan Dershowitz and I, people that you wouldn't think would say things like that, they had all these stars saying, you're the problem, you're the problem, you know, and, and these other stars saying, oh, you shouldn't get medical care at all if you're not going to get the vaccine. I know, it's so ridiculous. It was really ridiculous. It was, it was like a, a war against people that weren't, co-towing the, the line for the government, you know? Exactly. So, were you going to talk about this? Because I'd like to talk we about We will. Mm -hmm. Okay. But uh, I just wanted to complete what we talked about here. So now, now, now they're warning us that it's going to be this three things. It's going to be, is that what you said there? COVID mm -hmm. and the flu and the um, RSV. RSV. And, you know, and, and this article in the newspaper says, and don't worry, you can get them all at the same doctor visit. Yeah, that's what they're saying. As if I want to get three of these vaccines all at the same time. Now, let's, let's read between the lines here. They didn't say it in the article, but let's read between the lines. Yeah, they're why, why are they bundling them up? Because enough people saw what went on here with COVID-19 and that the CEO of Pfizer under oath said, well, we never tested to see if it prevented you from getting the, the virus. Isn't that why they gave it to us? I know that's what they said. He said they never even tested for it. Mm -hmm. They didn't test it. And they, they know this. And, and yet they're still trying to push this, this vaccine for something that's more like a cold you know, a light flu or a cold than what originally came out. And so um, I, I find it's really interesting what they're doing is they're going, okay, there's a lot of people that are rejecting this. You know, first they mandated everybody have it, and then they, they scared everybody and everything, you know, and then um, they've got all this vaccine left over. So what do they do? Try to push it on the children. I know, seriously. So they try to mandate it for the children to have it, and the compliance on that was really low, like 3% or something. Thank goodness. So, so they're seeing that people are going, yeah, right, we're not doing that. So, so what do they do? 
they bundle it. And you probably can't get the uh, uh, flu vaccine or the RSV if you don't take the other one, too. Well, who wants the flu vaccine or the or, or the RSV Well, vaccine. a lot of people still believe in those. You know? I know. They I still know. believe in uh, the vaccines will solve every problem. And so those people probably won't be able to get those unless they get this one. And we'd be saving their life for if they don't get it. And who does that help? You know. It, it doesn't prevent the virus. They've, they've proven that. It doesn't keep you from getting the virus. And um, it doesn't keep you from passing it on. So who does it? Who does it? Who does it? Who does it help to 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 sneak it into two other vaccines? The manufacturers. The manufacturers. You know, and it's interesting the terminology they always come up with. There's going to be a triple demic that hits the hospitals. Triple demic, yeah. A triple demic, and the clinics, and it's a you know triple demic. It's a triple demic, and it's like, mm, you guys, you're you're. Uh, yeah. Well. Frustrating. Again. Who profits? A lot of times you go, well, okay, it's the manufacturers. Not, not only them this time. Who owns half the patent for the vaccine? Doctor. National Institute of Health. And they, they receive millions of dollars in um, royalties for owning half the patent to that. So here you have the government who's making the money off the vaccine demanding that you take the vaccine. I hope this never happens again. I hope people just go, okay, that's it. We're not doing it. And if everybody goes, we're not doing it, guess what? We're not doing it. So at any rate, um, another thing. This is really interesting. This is from the Harvard Health Letter, okay? And uh, they whitewash medical procedures all the time, you know. But this, this one's pretty blaring. It says, some people who recover from COVID-19 unfortunately suffer persisting symptoms such as fatigue, difficulty concentrating, and disrupted sleep that seriously impair their ability to function at work and at home. This illness is called long COVID. We've been hearing about long COVID, oh, right? Yeah. Well, at first they said, um, uh, doctors, uh, doctors suspected that such persisting illness was due purely to Guess what? Guess what? Psychological problems. Or even that a patient might be faking their illness. See, when they can't solve something, they go, oh, you're faking it. Then it's not really true. No, it's not really true. You're faking it. Well, that's not the case. Three years later, it's clear that tens of millions of people are affected by long COVID. Tens of millions. And, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's debilitating. Oh, yeah, and they, they figure it's going to cost as much as... Um, Estimated cost that the co have estimated that the cost of the United States of caring for post-COVID illness may reach as much as three point seven trillion dollars. <laughs> now you count all the trillions that they put into the COVID thing in the first place, which never did prevent it from happening. In fact, they 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 vaccinated, they vaccinated, they vaccinated, they 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 kept people apart. They did everything. They and they put the pe people in masks and everything. Guess what? Everybody got it. Just about everybody. Got COVID, one one of the variants, you know. So now they got another variant, and they're trying to push that, and that variant is almost it's almost the cold. Mm -hmm. You can't stop the cold. Mm -mm. They've been trying for decades, and they can't do it. So um, now now they're really again pushing the COVID. Um, what are, 
this 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 is amazing that they're trying to push it when they they know what the problems are from it. Not from necessarily the disease, but from the vaccine. Exactly. And and they're trying to cover it up. They're trying to hide it. You know, you had athletes falling over on the field. You know, um, cardiovascular problems. I know. There's been several. Recently. These are young, healthy. Yeah, high schoolers. And and it's really happening a lot in Europe and stuff. You know, where they're just out there playing soccer and bam, they're over. You know. Um, and then we had that one football player. You know, and yeah. and it's really interesting. Uh, it came out in the news that um, he had had his vaccine, um, it was a few days before Christmas, and then just after the holidays, we were back at practice and, or into an actual game, and uh, over he goes, you know. Yeah. And, they, and, then, and then you didn't hear a word about him having the vaccine. No, they pulled know. that information. So at any rate, uh, they, they've been saying that, oh, all this damage is caused from the virus, not from the vaccine. And now they've got the equipment to tell whether it was the virus or whether it was a vaccine. Because, you see, they, they didn't have the ability before. Now they can tell, you know. And so they take tissue and they examine it. And if it only has the spike protein, it was the vaccine. Mm -hmm. If it was the virus, it's going to have other proteins that are in the virus. So it's now they can tell. It's interesting that they've even got it that far, that they can tell the difference between the vaccine and the actual It is, and, 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 and this even <clears throat> didn't even really come out to light until Germany, uh, this, this man died of brain cancer, and they demanded an autopsy. And when they, when they did the autopsy on him, I mean, they weren't going to do it. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. And, and so when they finally got it, I guess through the court or whatever, you know, to do the autopsy, um, guess what they found? The damage was caused from spike proteins. Mm -hmm. Not from the virus, because they couldn't find those other proteins. It was from the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so all this myocarditis is happening with athletes. It doesn't seem to be happening with couch potatoes. It seems to be happening with athletes. <laughs> and and, and it, it all goes back to, they've done the, they've done the biopsies, they know, that it was the vaccine, not the virus. Not that the virus can't cause the problem, because the virus was designed to do that. I mean, you've got those spike proteins on there that, that break off and they go every place in the body, and wherever they go, they cause damage, whether it's to the brain, whether it's to the lungs, whether it's to the arterial system, whether it's to the lungs. Those spike proteins cause damage. <clears throat> whether it's to your sense of smell. How many people... Lost have lost their sense of smell and, and taste. taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was not our phone. That was that not was our engineer's phone. Okay, so um, yeah. So one of the things that uh, is problematic is the damage that the vaccine itself is causing and the disease itself. So, <clears throat> as far as sense of smell and sense of taste is concerned. Uh, yes, that's happened a lot. Let me just tell you more than just a lot. This is from, um, another, this is also another Harvard newsletter. It's, not, it's a different one. At any rate, um, here's a number for you. A study conducted by Dr. Batticheri and his colleagues uh, published online June 2nd, 2023 by Larignoscope found that about 21 million 
Americans reported losing smell, smell and taste from COVID in 2021. That's scary. 21 million. That's too many. So it's not just a little thing. A lot of people lost their sense of smell. I mean, we know a lot, number of people that, that happened to. I think, I think I lost a little bit too, you know. Mm-hmm. And almost 30% said they hadn't fully regained. That's their, crazy. This. Okay, and, and at first the doctors were telling them, oh, don't worry, it'll come back. Don't worry, it'll come back. Now they're going, no, start working on it right away because it doesn't come back just mm-hmm. by itself, you know. Guess what the main thing is that you do? What? Get some things that smell really strong, like peppermint. And um, uh, dishes that smell that you're really familiar with. You know, I, I guess even bacon cooking in the morning, you know. But, but smells that you're used to, get about 10 of them, and you start doing therapy on yourself. You don't have to go to a doctor to do this. But you get these really strong scents and lilac, you know. Mm-hmm. But but very distinguishable scents, and you start breathing them in, even though you can't smell them at first, and that triggers the body's uh, memory from the brain to be able to restore that uh, sense of smell. Oh, interesting. Yeah. When I lost my sense of taste, I just put a little cayenne pepper on my tongue. That brought it back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But some of the things they mentioned here, um, lemons. Smell of lemons, mm. smell of oranges. Uh, you know, one thing I like to do is just take an orange peel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cut a piece, piece of the peel off and then hold it between my thumb and finger, hold it right next to my nostril and squeeze it. And then that citrus smell goes right up my nose. That's awesome. So oranges, yeah. They mentioned right here in this medical article, um, flowery perfumes, peanut butter. The smell of peanut butter hmm. seems to help. Eucalyptus, rosemary, cinnamon. This is in a, a medical newsletter. Hmm. Amazing. Um, pine, peppermint, clove. So if you've got those essential oils, use them. And if you've got the actual products, use them. You know? The so, MPI would be great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anything with a nice, strong odor. Um, the um, Sensei. Mm-hmm. Sensei, NPR. Um, the nose ointment. Nose ointment. I would certainly put that nose ointment right there in the my, in, rub it in this my inside of my nostrils. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, there's there's the problem, is we have an organization that's out there and they have a product that they pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and doesn't work and they're pushing it again. And you know, and it's still not going to work. You know, I I, I look at anyone that. Uh, says, oh, I'm going to do it again. I tried 16 doses, and it uh, didn't take care of anything, and I still got the disease four or five times. But you know what? <clears throat> but you're going to do it again. If you want different results, you have to do that's something right. different. That's right. So they're going to do it again. It's like, no, that's like beating your head against the wall. It's not going to stop hurting until you stop beating your head against the wall. Exactly. <clears throat> and sometimes I think some of these people that wear in the masks, you know, even before it's mandated, and... Uh, I mean, healthy people, not old people that, you know, you're trying to keep away from the situation of getting it, you know. But, uh, and the nice thing about a mask is people will stay away from them going, oh, there must be something wrong there, you know. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, uh, they're, they're, what was my thought? Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. Did I? 
confusion? I'm not sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to finish up and we can go on something else, but um, <clears throat> it's gone. Oh, it'll come back. Hmm. It always does. Probably. It always does. Do you want to go on to this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting article I saw. Did you know, <laughs> this is really interesting, and it gives you food for thought. Did you know that American children receive 73 vaccines by 18 years old? That's a it's lot. Up to 73 now. Mm. That's a lot. I received 24. This is what they said in the article. My mother received six. My grandmother received three. 54% of American children have a lifelong chronic disease as of 2015. I would consider long COVID a chronic disease. 20%, so as of 2015, 54% of American children have a lifelong chronic that's disease. That's more than half. That's, wow. That's a lot. 20% of children had a, have a lifelong chronic disease at, when I was a child, 12% when my mother was a child, and 1.8% when my grandmother was a child. Okay, now let's break that down. So let, let's, let's match up the man, amount of vaccines with the amount of chronic diseases. So today's children get 73 vaccines by the year 18, and today's children, 54% of them, have a lifelong chronic disease as of 2015. Okay, and then next category. The next category was um, this person received 24 vaccines, and uh, only 20% of her generation have a lifelong chronic disease. That's way less than half. Her mother received six vaccines. Only 12% of her mother's generation have a lifelong chronic disease. Say that again. Her mother received six vaccines as a child, but only 12% of her mother's generation have a lifelong So you drop down to almost none, and the chronic diseases go away. But get down to the grandmother, who only received three vaccines growing up. Her grandmother's generation only have 1.8% lifelong chronic disease. Sounds to me like the more vaccines you take, the more chronic diseases you get. I think so, too. And isn't it interesting? The same companies that put out the vaccines put out the drugs for chronic diseases. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so they're creating the problem and crea- creating the cure. The solution. The mm-hmm. solution in quotes, I would say. So they're not just making money off the vaccine. They're making money off of the lifetime of chronic disease that they caused from the vaccine. Exactly. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's that, those are good statistics. Yes, they I, are. I wish they'd put that out where everybody could read it. You know, because everyone's like getting get uh, an acute situation where everyone's getting the disease, and they're going, "It's your fault. You didn't get vaccinated." Now let's just think about that. What's a vaccine supposed to do? It's supposed to prevent disease. It's supposed to prevent disease. And so, if you take a vaccine, guess what? you're not going to get the disease. Isn't that the whole premise? That's the premise. Isn't that the premise? Yeah. So why have they ever come up with, but you have to have 100% of the people vaccinated for it to work? Exactly. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't compute in my mind that everyone has to be vaccinated in order for you to be protected. So if you got the vaccine and you're around someone that's got the disease and you get the disease, that means the vaccine didn't work. That's what that's that's my mentality, but you know, who am I 
to know because I sure don't have. Because you're not making a lot of money off the vaccines. I don't have a PhD or a doctor. You know, and even even when you trick people into getting your vaccine and it doesn't work, then you get the government to mandate it. Well, yeah, I may not know have all this information behind me scientifically, but I have eyes, I have ears, I have a brain, and I can deduce things pretty easily. And I think people in the United States are catching on real quickly. To the whole game. And I'm glad. And it's like, okay, when this next one comes around, let's see who has Stockholm Syndrome and who doesn't. <laughs> and if you don't understand what Stockholm Syndrome is, it's, it y- you can look it up. But just in a quick thing, it's, it's like where you become dependent and maybe even in love with the people that are torturing you. Your captor. Your captors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Holy moly, you know. So, you know, let's briefly, really quickly, David, before the end of the show, let's give a few remedies that people can take because this triple-demic is coming this fall. So what can we do right now? Well, if we look at the facts, not the hype and not the medical protocol, which wasn't as interesting in the medical protocol, um, anything that was expensive was what you were supposed to use. But something that was inexpensive, don't you dare use it. Don't use home remedies. Don't uh, uh, blend up grapefruit in your, your Vitamix, you know, and, and, and have concentrated grapefruit peel, you know. Don't do something like that. And why do people do that? Well, that's not to get the quinine. Yeah, but that's not how we did it. We didn't blend it up. In the I know. Sugar. I mean, there's like a recipe for it, and I think you gave it in one of our other shows, right? I did. But at any, any rate, they say don't do that, you know. Well, why not? And 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 remember, um, it came out that hydroxychloroquine was the cure. Yeah. Now they're finding out that, you know, they always have uh, a remedy for something that's coming out. So when they're using a bioweapon, they make sure before a bioweapon is used that they have the antidote. That's just natural. I mean, you, you don't ever release anything that you don't have an antidote to. Mm-hmm. Now they find out from the... Uh, the papers on this, you know, that hydroxychloroquine was the antidote. That was the stated antidote. And that's most likely how the President of the United States got the information was that's, that was what the antidote was. And so he, he lets everyone know, just get this, and that's, what, $13 a bottle? <laughs> that's what it was. Yep. When it came out, it was $13 a really bottle. Expensive. Well, and it has gotten more expensive. And then what was the other one? Ivermectin? Mm-hmm. Ivermectin was like um, $2 for 100 pills. You know? It was really cheap. Both of them were really cheap. And it's like Fauci says, no, don't use those. Those will be dangerous. Don't use them. They won't work. Right. And so what, he did, what did he recommend? Remdesivir. Huh. Remdesivir didn't even get through the trials didn't even get through the trials with, without shutting down people's organs. That happened during the trials. So they never even had successful human trials with, with remdesivir. And that's the one that he said you had to take, which was the dangerous one. And so now they're saying, oh, you can do this and this. And they're all expensive ones. Okay. But let's remind them what... We and Gilead that put out remdesivir, Fauci has financial... Tying to of that one. He does. Yes. Mm-hmm. But let's put out the, quickly in the last two minutes of our program what we can be doing to, uh, at home, like vitamin C, vitamin D, 
All those things we'd recommended before. You know, you need to have your vitamin D. That's a must. Absolutely. And you got to have high amounts of vitamin C for anything that comes along like that. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> grapefruit. I, I, just all the nutrients that's good to have, and then a citrus is almost a must. And then if you if you do the peel, you're going to get some of that quinine. Exactly. You know? Um, what about pine needle tea? We mentioned that before. Uh, one of the reasons I even brought up remdesivir is because it has been so effective. We saw it in India, you know, just take a, a skyrocketing uh, infection rate and drop it almost immediately when they started giving everybody uh, ivermectin. So this doctor, I was looking at this, this one article on that, and they asked, well, what if, it, what if um, ivermectin isn't available? Guess what she said? What? Artemisia annua, Sweet Annie. an herb, Sweet Annie, yep. that, that if there wasn't remdesivir available, that would act the same. So, yeah, Sweet Annie is, is something very specific. And uh, our um, formula in the Dr. Christopher line has the Sweet Annie in it. The viral? The viral formula. So the, the VRL, one. that's exactly what I would do. If, if, when something starts coming around, I'd start taking VRL. Before you have it, I just start taking it. Exactly. Sounds like a good plan. Or if you got Sweet Annie available, do that. If you do, if you got a pine tree out in your yard, pine needle tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so many things we can be doing. And you know, pine needles, pine pine trees are everywhere. Yeah. And that's why we like to mention pine because we always like to say, you know what? You can buy expensive things or you can buy any expensive things, but you know, you get them for free if you go get them yourself. That's what I love about herbs. So safe so effective. Well, it's been fun. Uh, Until next week, be happy. Have a healthier you.